Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. Selena Zito joins us like a half hour from now. That'll be fun. We'll talk about some boots on the ground politics stuff. We're going to get to why we need powerful friends here in a minute. Talk about a traditional Catholic family being attacked, of course, by the FBI. Might want to pay attention to that one, but... First, I want to finish this email, and then we'll talk about these powerful friends. This is an email about debates. The rules should be obvious, this lady says. Why can't each candidate get an equal amount of time to speak in total? If someone plows into the next candidate's time with the technique so ably demonstrated by Hillary, why isn't that overtime subtracted from the remainder of the time allotted to them? The mic should go dead when you're out of time. Do the moderators just want verbal hockey fights? So on and so. Okay. Uh, listen. 
here's the problem with I, I was gonna say with politics, but it can be a problem with life in general, but let's just focus on politics for the time being. And this is going to be a problem for you. It most definitely has been a problem for me. People who genuinely believe and are in the fight for the right reasons, the right reasons, they are going to find themselves very frustrated with people around them who are in it for reasons that are different. Uh, What's a great example of this? Uh, Oh, you know what? Campaigning. Here's a great example. I ran for Congress, lost twice. I ran for Congress, and whenever you run for Congress, you will get various people who will become part of your campaign. Most of them are actually volunteers. You know, you, you have some paid people on a campaign, but most of them are volunteers. I had a lot of true believers in my, as my volunteers, really believed in America and the right and doing what was right and things like that. But that wasn't all the volunteers we had. I remember we had one night where we were doing a bunch of phone banking. Just stay with me. I'm going somewhere where we were doing a bunch of phone banking. And so they were, they were putting out the call for volunteers. We needed volunteers to come down, fill up the campaign offices office. We had the phones ready to go. We needed people to come in and dial up. Hey, wait, we need to come vote for Jesse. That kind of thing. All right. All right. We had a bunch of true believers at that thing. Also, they put out the word on the local college campus that that's what we were doing. And we had a bunch of people who showed up that night and they actually were just there to hit on the opposite sex. They were there to try to date the girls, the dudes were there trying to date the dimes that showed up. The dimes were there trying to pick up a date. And again, I'm not, I'm not blaming them, but this turned into a very mini little controversy in the office that night. When I got there, I'd been out campaigning. I got there. Why? Because the true believers were frustrated to no end that they're not even working as hard as I'm working. They're over there flirting with each other. Jesse, they're not doing anything. The true believer like you, like me, will often be frustrated by the fact many people around us, many people involved in our movement are not true believers. In fact, I would argue most are not. What does this have to do with debates? When you sit down to, to watch a debate, in fact, me and producer Michael were just talking about this during the break. When you sit down to watch a debate, it's important for you and me to get that we are not normal and that other people will not see what we see. When I sit down and I watch a debate, what do I want to hear? I want to hear you make your points. I want to hear counterpoints, argue with each other, but I want to hear facts, logic, truth. I want to hear this, this plan and this plan and that plan and that plan. I don't care about the fluff. I actually don't care about the name calling. I don't care about any of that. Give me the yes. Give me the no. But that's not how normal people watch a debate. Normal people watch it to be entertained. The moderators in a debate, you ask why they don't just cut off microphones here and cut off there. Well, I'm not indicting every moderator of every debate. But most of these moderators in these debates, who are they? Who are they? They're media people. How do media people make their living? Look, I'm a media person. I'm pointing fingers right here. How do I make my living? I need more people listening to my radio show 
and watching my TV show. You know how I have a TV show every night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the first TV? I need more people buying my book. I need. That's how I make a paycheck. That is now, now that I do this for a living, that's my living. The people who sit down and do the debates, they want a different thing than the true believer wants. They want eyeballs. They want prestige. They want their brand to grow. In fact, let's go deeper than that. Most of the candidates, they're not there for the country. In fact, most of them aren't even there to win. They don't have any intention of winning. They're there to make a splash, maybe get out of the house, get away from the wife for a couple nights, first class travel across the country. Your brand is getting bigger as you be interviewed on TV. And this applies to every single level of politics. Maybe you, look, again, I was talking about I'm going through this. I've got a couple people in this business who I know and admire and I have been disappointed with, to put it mildly, watching them turn into soulless sellouts for ratings. It has been eye-opening for me. And, and look, you can, you can do or say anything to get people to listen and stay listening. But people who I know feel the exact opposite about this issue or that issue, abortion or the border or this... The, 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 and yet they'll come out and they'll express something on the air completely opposite to what I know they feel inside only for ratings. And I will tell you, I've actually been talking to my wife about this. I've been talking to Jewish producer Chris about it, Michael about it. it it's been eating at me a lot. I, I hate it. It drives me up the wall. But that look, that was a long way of me saying to you, as someone who is a true believer, and I'm glad you are the way you are. Don't ever change, all right? Don't ever change. But as someone who is a true believer, you are going to be frustrated a lot by people in your movement, in our movement, who don't actually believe. They're in it for, I don't know, they want to date They want to date somebody. That, like down at the campaign office, they want fame. They want fortune. They want this. They want that. They want a job in the governor's office. They want that. A million and one things they want that are not legit. Now, that actually leads me perfectly into this. We shouldn't, as true believers, we should not reject the help of people who maybe want to help for reasons that are not always good. We have to be very careful as anti-communists. We have to be careful being Puritans with people who are helping the cause. And that's not just a modern political thing. That's the entire history of the world, whether it be politics, war, business, whatever. People getting into business, getting into war, getting into this with allies who are... <clears throat> Less than ideal. That's the whole history of the world. There is a way of thinking on the right, and I understand that way of thinking. There is a way of thinking on the right in that anybody who is successful, anybody who is powerful, 
their support should be flatly rejected whenever they come on board. Meaning, uh, okay, the latest actor. There's a, there, I'm sure there's a new actor out either this week or last week. There's always one who comes forward and says something even remotely to the right. And then a bunch of people on the right will fall in love with, oh my gosh, Chuck Norris, I love you. But then there are a bunch of people on the right who will also say, part of Hollywood, screw him. I don't care what he says. He's the enemy. And you're probably in one of those two camps. I will tell you, me personally, again, pointing fingers back at me, I tend to be more in the nope, screw him camp. That's very much me. I don't trust you. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. I think you're a spy. I think you're a this. I think you're a that. But we have to be careful with that because we need all the help we can get. And allies aren't always pretty. Sometimes allies look like Rosie O'Donnell. Speaking of which, let's talk about a couple potential allies we might just have to accept. Even if we don't wrap our arms around them, we might have to accept them. Hang on. You're listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. If you miss any part of the show, don't, don't fret. Don't stress. They podcast every minute of it iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and subscribe and leave a comment talking about how handsome I am. But it is an easy way to do it. And let me just, let me just prepare you for something now before we move on to these friends. I'm taking a vacation in December. And no, I haven't taken a vacation this year. And I'm taking one in December. And I'm going to be gone for a bit. So you're going to have to learn the whole mastery of the podcast thing. All right? What, don't I, what, Chris? Do you have something you want to say, Chris? What? That, exactly. Step back and be quiet, Chris. I don't want to hear from you right now. All right. We need friends. Anti-communists are going to need friends in high places. That does not mean... We need to latch on to the newest candidate, the newest CEO, the newest everything, and pretend like they're some kind of savior to us. But we are never, ever, ever, ever going to take on all of the powers who are allied against us without powerful friends. We need them. Now, I have never trusted Elon Musk, richest man in the world, Elon Musk. I still do not trust Elon Musk. He purchased one of the big social media platforms, Twitter, which is called X now. I don't, I don't know. And since he has purchased it, he's done a ton of good. A ton of good with it. He has. Perfect? Oh, I'm sure not. Do I trust him? Absolutely not. He's done a ton of good. This testimony from Michael Schellenberger I, I, I'm going to play this for you. Do you know the reason Michael Schellenberger is sitting in front of Congress giving this testimony publicly? Because Elon Musk bought Twitter and gave him this information. Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex, a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. 
I regret to inform the subcommittee today. Okay, I I could let him go on, but understand that Michael Schellenberger, and credit to him for the reporting, but he only has access to that information. He only found that out because Elon Musk bought Twitter and got access to the internals of what the government and the communists in the social media industry were doing, and he gave that access to him. So Elon has done a lot of good. He's not a savior, all right? But he's done a lot of good. Dana White as well. Dana White is the guy. He's the big cheese at UFC. I really like Dana White. I'm sure he's the furthest thing in the world from from perfect. I, I, I get that. Again, not a savior. But he's powerful. Elon Musk is powerful. They're rich and they're powerful. And they're starting to take hard stances against these other corporations who are disgusting communist filth. This is a little montage here of Elon Musk and Dana White. It's a censorship montage. Elon Musk was flat out asked because companies are beginning to boycott advertising on Elon Musk's social media platform. Elon Musk is not worried about it. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. We had Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, uh, before I let Dana say, his say, in his interview, that's a good thing. Now, obviously, he didn't. I don't know that the f bomb. I, I hope that I, that was properly beeped out, wasn't it, Chris? That was okay. It was properly beeped out, so he dropped an f bomb in there. But the idea behind it, man, that's good. When's the last time you heard a CEO in this country step up and have the guts to speak like that? I'm not saying we all need to run out and buy little Elon Musk idols and kneel down before them at night. But if he's going to be an ally like this. That's a good thing, all right? Dana White sits down for a separate podcast interview and finds out Peloton's boycotting. On, and we had a company call, or a couple companies call after that and say, yeah, just stuff about them. We're not advertising on this episode. My advertiser's like, you guys need to take the episode down. Oh, Peloton was the, we just got an update. Um, it was Peloton, Peloton? Was the ban- was the per- people who wanted an ad out, Peloton. Do we have Pelotons in the gym? Are those Peloton? Asports, no, no, there's bikes next to it. Asports, as, yeah, we're getting rid of them. Elon, or, or Dana White finds out Peloton boycotted this guy's podcast just for having RFK Jr. on. He on camera says, get the Pelotons out of my gym. They're gone. Now, these are small things, and I'm not saying these are world-changing things and everything's right with the world. I'm not saying that at all. But... I am just making sure we all understand. You, me, all of us. We need powerful friends. We're going to need powerful friends if we're going to win. You know, we didn't win the American Revolution just because of George Washington and a bunch of brave colonials. We needed France. We needed help. And was France perfect? Obviously not. They're French. Did France join our cause for the right reasons? Because they just loved freedom. And these colonials are awesome people. Of course not. Most of it was to spite the British. But we still needed those ships, didn't we? All I'm saying is 
We have to be more open, myself included, to powerful friends. All right? All right. Let's talk to Selena Zito. Who's winning this primary? She's the one on the ground. Who's winning the general? What are the normal people out there saying? We'll talk to Selena about that in just a moment. Let's first talk about babies. I got a ton of email about my hardcore pro-life stance that I, I got a question about because people disagree with me. Maybe you disagree with me on it. And I cannot believe how many emails I got of people thanking me for that. You Don't thank me for being pro-life. That's the default position. A baby is a baby and deserves a chance at life. And in fact, more than a chance, deserves to be protected and nurtured. That's what Preborn believes. That's why this show is partnered with Preborn. That's why I love Preborn so much. That's why I encourage you to go give, especially while they're doing their matching. They're matching gifts right now. Your tax-deductible gift is doubled right now. Go to preborn.com slash jesse and save a life. In fact, it's a two-for-one night. Go save two of them. 28 bucks buys an ultrasound. Now it gets you two. Preborn.com slash Jesse. All right? We'll be back. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, my gosh. Turn it off, Chris. That's horrible. Did Selena pick that song? Oh, jeez. Joining me now, national political reporter for the great Washington Examiner, Selena Zito. Selena, what even was that? That was awful. Oh, I love the tent. I love Natalie Merchant. Uh, I don't know who Natalie Merchant is. I, I, no, I, I you're no... too young. You're too young. <laughs> It's not true. All right. Selena, tell me, (laughs) what do people care about right now? You're the one who travels the back roads. You don't fly on planes. You're the one driving through the rust belt. I know what the media tells everyone they should care about right now, but what do people you talk to in these diners and schools and whatnot, what's on their mind? Sick. Um, It's inflation, the high cost of things. Things you know, we they they keep being you know they all they almost feel as though they're being gaslighted because everyone tells you everything's fine. What are you talking about? Prices are fine, right? So inflation, um, the national security issues with the border, and safety, and so safety can be broken down into crime, hopeless homelessness, drug problems, but also what's going on in the Middle East. Okay, so inflation. The border, crime, okay. So as I figured, things like this from Corinne Diversity Higher are not landing well. Today, annual inflation fell to its lowest level in more than two and a half years, and monthly inflation was... So that's not landing well with the people, is what you're saying? Well, it's not because it's a false premise. It's, it, it, is, it is lower than it was, yes, but that high, it's, we still haven't come off of the high. So... It, it's 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 framed in such an insulting way. Yeah, it, speaking with Selena Zito, Washington Examiner. Selena, let's talk about something I never really talk about anymore on the show, just because we have much bigger fish to fry. The Republican primary. You're out there in the Rust Belt. Uh, Voting in Iowa is going to begin before we know it, and people are going to start actually casting their ballots. I see the same primary polls everyone else does. Trump's up by 10,000, and the race is basically (laughs) over. But I I I don't believe any of those. You know, it's not that I want to or don't want to. I just never believe primary polls because everyone lies all the time. What do you hear on the ground? Who's winning? So I I think that... Yes, the polls show Trump way ahead. However, I don't know if that means he wins the primary. 
And here's why. First of all, voters are still not completely settled. And also, in the way that polls are presented to them, it's as though, okay, do you support Donald Trump? Yes. Would you vote for him? Yes. Okay, he's way ahead. Um, and, and, and while they supported some of his policies previously, um, they, they liked certain aspects of his presidency, uh, they are exhausted by the drama and they want someone who will, um, who is competent and has governing experience, but also punches back, but not in a way that leaves them feeling exhausted. So I'm not convinced he's ahead. And in talking with voters, they're like, yeah, I liked him, but, you know, I like, you know, I want this, I want that. I'm not quite sure. So I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that he is the, um, he is the ultimately the primary winner. Okay. Who, who's the name? Who do they talk about other than Trump? I mean, DeSantis is widely thought of as being in second place, but is it Nikki Haley? Is this uh, Vivek, whatever his name is? Is it one of the, I, I'm sure it's not Chris Christie, but you're the one talking to them. I'm not. Who are they talking about? So it's narrowed down to DeSantis and Haley. And what they like about both of them, they sh- they both share a quality that they like. And I, th- and I touched on that in the, um, in the last comment, in that they like that they have governing experience, that they're not afraid to push back, um, but they're not kind of a jerk about it. Okay. Uh, how are... How are Donald Trump's legal issues landing with people? There's a way of thinking out there that says because of all these indictments, that is going to motivate people just out of spite. And I know a lot of people like this. A lot of people to me are listening right now are like this. Out of spite, they're voting for him anyway just to say kind of go pound sand to the Justice Department. Right. And, and there is a lot of people that think that way. Um, however, you know, Elections are won through coalitions, through building different kind archetypes of people that um, that come together that wouldn't normally be together on on one single person, right? And so I don't think that the part of the coalition that wanted to vote for him just out of spite is larger than four percent. So. Wow. I yeah. And, you know, you know, what's interesting to me, Jesse, is that in 2016, there was in my reporting, there was definitely the shy Trump voter. Right. They didn't want to tell anyone that they were going to vote for Trump. Well, today, eight years later, people, there is now the shy not Trump voter where they don't want to tell anyone in their family they're not voting for Trump because their family's going to get mad at them. Uh, and uh, but but they are thinking and looking in other directions. Okay. All right. Well, that I did not see that coming. There's the primary talk. Okay. <laughs> now let's move on to the general. I, I like I I don't need you to tell me Joe Biden's unpopular. Everybody knows that. Right. How unpopular are we talking about, Selena? You cover this stuff and cover it well for a living. Is he disaster level unpopular? Standard Democrat at the uh, up for re-election unpopular? How bad does the country think of Joe Biden? Really bad. 
Uh, you know, and and I and I think there's a nuance there that we need to 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 um to unpack a bit. In that the, it is at disaster level. However, it's not that they don't like. It's the opposite of Trump, where they the, the people that voted for Biden they like his policy. Uh, they like him, but they're not quite happy with his policies. With Trump, they don't like him, but they did like his policies. It's a re- in such a bender right now and and so i it's going to be interesting to see you know how this how this plays out you know democrats have done just about everything they could in trying to get him off the ticket and uh although i don't think it's impossible right now those chances are becoming narrower and narrower as we get closer and closer to january Okay, look, along those same lines, is there a Democrat they like? Now, I can't stand any of them, but I'm horribly biased. Is there a Democrat out there you hear from these Rust Belt voters that, in the very least, intrigues them? Is it Newsom? Is is there somebody? I think that you would look at someone like Kathy uh, or um, Gretchen uh, Whitmire in Michigan. If you are a Democrat... And you're thinking, what do I want right now that to lead the country where we are right now? They might want some Midwestern Democrat there as um, as a as a placeholder. Uh, and and which is interesting. Then that meant that Biden was also a placeholder. So Democrats really aren't getting the person that it would mean if Biden left for whatever reason. That would be too. Um, nominees in a row that would have would would be placeholders because Biden was really never meant to run for this second um, this second uh, president you know the, to to run again for president so um, you know Democrats are not very happy. Well, how about that, Selena Zito? You are the best. What's your newsletter? Where do people sign up for this thing again? SelenaZito.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-Z-I-T-O. All my stories are there. If you want to sign up for the emails, they're free, they're fun, and they're not fattening. Free emails. Get updated on the on the ground <laughs> intel. SelenaZito.com. Thank you, Selena. You are the very best. How about that? I, I didn't know that. That surprises me. And it surprises me about Governor Ratchet in Michigan. But again, I'm not a Democrat, so how would I know? How would I know? Anyway, I want to talk to you about something Pure. I want to talk to you about pure talk. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, Chris. You had no idea that was coming. Don't shake your head either. Look, you shouldn't have Verizon. You shouldn't have AT&T, T-Mobile. We complained about these gigantic corporations, but unless we punish them financially, they will never change. So change. You don't have to sacrifice coverage. When you switch to Pure Talk, not only are you switching to the patriotic mobile company, they have the same 5G network. So you're not sacrificing coverage. Your bill goes down. My goodness, unlimited talk, unlimited text, and 15 gigs of data for 35 bucks a month? And a free phone when you sign up for that? A free Moto G 5G phone? All you have to do is pick up your phone, dial pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. Pound Two five zero. Say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. All right. We'll be back. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me. Damn it. 
returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Do not forget, tomorrow is a national holiday, also known as Ask Dr. Jesse Friday here on the Jesse Kelly Show. What, you know, freedom is not free. Apparently, Chris forgot about that. You can email me your questions, but you have to email them in now. Actually, that's not true. You can email them in tomorrow, but it's better if you emailed them in now. Better chance they get read. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Ask me anything. I can't believe I forgot to get to this earlier. So, you know, last night we were talking about how the communist is never under any circumstances allowed to address the real problem because him and his sick religion they're the real problem. And I, I made the comparison last night to it being a brain tumor. How you're walking around with this huge brain tumor. Everyone can see it's bulging out of your head. And you're complaining about headaches and seizures. But you never allow anybody to talk about the brain tumor. No, it's got to be something else. Never the brain tumor. Disney has lost $713 million this year on 13 movies. That is disaster. Bob Iger is the CEO of Disney, and he sits down to address Disney taking a beating. Do you want to hear? Thank you, Bob Iger. I appreciate you making me sound smart. Do you want to hear somebody doing everything in his power to avoid talking about the brain tumor? Here he is. A number of these films have not performed. They have not performed the way they used to. People question the creative magic at Disney. Uh, you can look at uh, the Marvels, Indiana Jones. What do you think? What, what's happened? What's happened? Well, I think you have to look at it a couple of ways. First of all, I think the movie movie business is changing. Pause real quick. It's, sorry, I'm going to let him keep going. Notice how the interviewer he can't even ask the question. He he didn't he didn't even give him options. Hey, what is it? Or is it bad writers? Is it a bad director? Is it maybe too much of the politics in there? He couldn't bring himself to do it. Instead, he's like, well, the the magic, the Disney magic. Anyway, here's Bob Iger's answer. Actually, um, box office today is about seventy five percent of what it was pre COVID. I think we have conditioned the audience to to expect that these films will be on streaming platforms relatively quickly, and that the experience of of accessing them and watching them in the home is better than it ever was. One easier to access in terms of the technology. Right. Two. He goes on for another minute. He's already thirty seconds into his answer has not addressed once the fact that parents do not want to take their children to see the newest lesbian cartoon. Just the, just the visuals, you know, better sets in, in, in your living room than, than before. And a, a bargain, when you think about it, streaming Disney Plus you can get for $7 a month. That's a lot cheaper than taking... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Disney Plus. It's definitely Disney Plus. That, that's the reason they're not going. ...your whole family to a film. So I think the bar is now raised in terms of quality about what gets people out of their homes into movie theaters. Second, in our particular case, and specifically about those films, some of those films, they were not as good as, as some of their predecessors, our films, and as they should have been, particularly in this environment. Why do you think that was? Well, the Marvels was shot during COVID. There wasn't as much supervision on the set. Definitely COVID. Of course it was COVID. Of course it would be COVID. So to speak, where we have executives there really looking over what's being done day after day after day. And that was a result of, and mostly of COVID, but at the same time, we increased our... 
It's definitely not the fact that the three main characters in Marvels are three hardcore feminists who every man hates and every woman hates and no one wants to see a movie starring those people. It definitely wasn't that. It was COVID. Output tremendously to feed the streaming platforms. Too much, by the way. Mistake. Definite mistake. You know, quality needs attention to deliver quality. It's not doesn't happen by accident. And quantity, in our case, diluted quality. And Marvel suffered greatly from that. Have you ever heard a better example in a 24-hour span? 24 hours ago, I told you it's like the guy walking around with the brain tumor who won't even allow his doctor to talk about the brain tumor. Bob Iger gets up having lost $713 million in one year and blames COVID for it. There you go. When you serve that false religion of communism, you are never allowed to address the one thing you have to address in order to fix things. And it's because they're not trying to fix things. They're trying to destroy things. I'm not trying to destroy. I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build an army of people who use the appropriate towels when they get out of the shower. An army of my towel anti-communists. That's what we need now. In fact, what, Chris? That's what we need at the next anti-communist rally, which would actually be the first anti-communist rally because we've never done one. But everyone should bring their my towels draped over their shoulders to prove how anti-communist you are, after all. They are the greatest towels ever. My pillows, the greatest towel company. And these towels, man, they're affordable. Right now, they're 50% off. Six-piece towel set, $29.98. Take advantage of that. That's 50% in savings. Upgrade to the designer premium line for 20 bucks more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and use the promo code JESSE and get the greatest towels ever. Might I suggest Christmas gifts to MyPillow.com, radio listener special square, promo code JESSE, or call them. They're wonderful on the phone. It's nice having a company that's wonderful on the phone, isn't it? 800-845-0544. You know why? You know freedom is not free. That's why. By the way, I, I, was, I was insulting that guy for the question he asked Bob Iger. You know what he should have asked him? He should have sat down and looked him right in the eye and said, Why are you gay? Anyway. And now. Here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Traditional Catholic family dragged out of home at gunpoint and locked in a van after the FBI goaded their teen to post offensive memes, their dad says. The FBI is in your social media chat groups. That, quote, patriotic chat group you're in, whether you're 7 or 70, is full of feds. And the loser in that group who's talking about taking action, it's time to grab guns, this means civil war. He's sitting there at his desk at FBI headquarters laughing at you as you respond because he's getting ready to arrest you. The feds are in your patriot group. Watch your mouth and stay legal at all times. Texas bans COVID-19 vaccine mandates for employees and contractors. Wow, man, I want to applaud the GOP for once again doing the right thing. Three years after the fact. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon to business leaders. Help Nikki Haley. As if we needed another reason to despise Nikki Haley. George Floyd Square businesses sue the city for lack of policing. Oh, did that not work out for you guys? <laughs> Gosh. All right. 
Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.